Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. It's Room 104. It's Cormac and Saoirse here. And the question for you this evening is, is there a particular type of person who can better handle the pandemic? I know we're kind of coming out of it now, but um, does your taste in movies have any indication as to how well you'll be able to manage lockdown and manage the pandemic situation if you think if you think you know you you may quickly let us know what type of movie fan you think would be able to survive this it, it, it might seem like an obvious one but let us know nonetheless oh it's seven six seven nine seven one oh four without generalizing seriously and i know you're not really a fan of rom-coms but i can't imagine fluffy lovey rom-coms would prepare you well for a pandemic no probably not now I'm for some reason going back over old films and that's what I've been doing during the pandemic so ones I've seen before maybe it's that whole kind of reminiscing on what we used to have before the pandemic when we kind of got used to normal life Um, so I was watching things like Toy Story I watched Jurassic Park last night random films Titanic you name it it didn't have to be a rom-com or a romantic film just iconic movies from back through throughout the years but one genre I never touched on, and it's something I just don't like really, is horror. Horrors are just fun, though. It's like exercising in your front room. Maybe, maybe a little bit because we are in the middle of, I would say, a horror situation that I couldn't bear to look at anything similar. The first movie I watched when the lockdown kicked in and we heard the quarantine was Contagion and then it was Outbreak <laughs> after that. So, I mean, not the best to put you in a safe headspace. But uh, joining us now on the line to talk a little bit more about the types of movie fans who are best adapted and suited for dealing with a pandemic. He is from the University of Chicago, specializes in a f- fascinating area of the human mind as well. It's uh, psychologist Colton Strivener. Colton, how are you? Hey guys, I'm doing good. How are you? Before we maybe jump into this specific study and the information that we can glean from and that you are able to find, what is your particular area of of study in psychology? Uh, That's a good question. So I sort of study the different biological aspects of the human mind. So uh, I look at things like hormones or I sometimes use eye tracking to see where people look at different things. But my sort of area of expertise is in morbid uh, curiosity. Curiosity of the dead. Yeah, that's, that's basically right. Or at least curiosity about things that can make you dead. I've, we've, there's always uh, yeah anecdotal evidence. I remember I have a couple of friends who are firefighters and I have a couple of friends who are you know paramedics and, and frontline staff. And uh, if you ever go on, out on a night out with them, they will tell you some of the most morbidly dark 
jokes uh, and have a really dark, morbid sense of humour. And they say it's, you know, it's that gallows humour that it's the way in which they deal with facing horrific situations every day. But w- would you have any insight onto that? Is there any truth behind having a, let's say, a morbid sense of uh, sense of humour might help you deal with, uh, unfortunately, a morbid life or a morbid profession? Yeah, you know, other people have asked me uh, the same question and I haven't studied it, but I, I would really like to. But it seems to make sense, right? If you can sort of make light of something that's kind of scary, uh, it might help you cope with it in the same way that sort of being curious about it might help you approach it in a way that feels a bit safer. I think everybody's curious of dying and death and things like that. You know, when you you see a documentary or real life crime drama or whatever it might be based on true story, you do often wonder if I was a fly in the wall, what happened? (laughs) And it's a curiosity more so than, you know, no one wants to know someone was hurt, but it's just the curiosity. Right. I think that's something that gets misunderstood sometimes, that morbid curiosity is not about, you know, necessarily wanting to do those things or, you know, not having empathy or things like that. It really seems to be more about just understanding what happens uh, when, you know, something dangerous is around. In this latest study that you uh, have recently released and completed. Fans of what particular type of movie genre seem to be better equipped, maybe, at dealing with the, the situation and the pandemic? Right. Well, so broadly, it seems like, you know, okay, so first of all, as you might expect, people who watch these movies, kind of like Contagion or these other sort of what we call prepper genres. So these would be things like zombie movies or apocalyptic films, sort of end of the world kind of movies. They seem to not only be more prepared for the pandemic, or at least reported that they were more prepared for the pandemic, but they also experienced less psychological distress during the pandemic. So they would say things like, you know, if you ask them, you know, how have you been uh, experiencing any irritability or anxiety or uh, depressed feelings? Most of them would report lower scores on that than people who weren't watching those films. Uh, And then more broadly, people who watched horror films, which can, you know, encompass a kind of a wide variety of topics, uh, also reported lower psychological distress than the average person. Do you know what's really random? I remember going out a guy who was really big into sci-fi, absolutely loved it, lived and breathed it. But I often think now during the pandemic, so I wouldn't be into sci-fi or any of those types of films. And I found myself very anxious during this time. But I often think, is this for him nearly comforting that he was so engrossed in this world of destruction or outer space, stuff that you think would never happen. Now there's a pandemic and people actually had to stay indoors and we were kind of living through what would be a kind of film situation. Yeah, I mean, uh, some of it probably has to do with people feeling like they're more familiar with it, right? If you've watched these movies or read these books about uh, people being in quarantine or there being a dangerous virus outside or society sort of collapsing, then it's, it's less of a shock to you when it happens in real life. I mean, it may still be a shock, but it, uh, it doesn't feel quite as novel, right? So we're going to have school preparation in the future when we get out of this. That'll be, you know, you need to watch Outbreak and Contagion and World War Z <laughs> right. just to, uh, as a form of training the young people for a potential future pandemic. That's right. Stephen King novels would be a required reading <laughs> in high school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. God, yeah, I, I don't think I could get on board with that at all. <laughs> See, Cormac, you're way better able for this. I mean, you're, you're just missing out. I mean, what, what's your aversion, seriously, to horror movies? Comedy. I'm like, give me... I don't like to, to get in touch with my emotions whatsoever. So I just watch comedies all day and they just they just do it for me so Forgetting Sarah Marshall brilliant film what, but, about, uh, you know? what about horror comedy like Shaun yeah, of the Dead there you go I just wouldn't be into that now I just huh. wouldn't like, I mean I will go all out the odd time if I have loads of people around me and I know I'm not going to be sleeping that night then I will watch The Exorcism <laughs> or something of that kind of genre but no not on my own and I would not watch anything related to a pandemic 
Colton, would you recommend, like, let's say someone who, like, like Saoirse and maybe someone who's listening who's like just absolutely hates horror movies because they don't like the jump scares, they don't like the actual uh, the trauma or the feeling of being terrified. You, you haven't come up with a graduated okay. scale of movies that get kind of kind of more scarier as you progress as maybe a way to build up their, uh, you know, resilience to these movies. I mean, I, no, I haven't uh, done that. I'm sure somebody has. You know, it, it may be the case that someone who is just really averse to horror films, maybe, you know, it wouldn't help them to watch these kinds of things. And maybe it wouldn't help prepare them. Maybe it's only people who sort of might feel like they can handle it, you know, uh, that would benefit from this at all. Yeah, we're going to stick with that. I'm going to keep watching my comedies. <laughs> uh, actually, yeah, you know, you, you could pre-traumatize people like Sish with horror movies. And then the pandemic comes and you're just an absolute nervous wreck in the mess. And uh, you, you, can't, you, you, can't, you can't manage it all. Uh, but was there any other interesting things that you have found with regards to this study on people's you know morbid curiosity with, with these areas and how they can help translate into the real world so we asked people about their their genre preferences right so we said you know how much do you would you say you're a horror fan or a, ro- a romance fan or a comedy fan but we also asked them some questions so that we could assess their morbid curiosity sort of their trait personality for morbid curiosity and what we found there was that people who were more morbidly curious experienced what we called greater positive resilience during the pandemic so instead of things like sleeplessness or irritability or depression or anxiety, positive resilience has more to do with having a sort of positive outlook on the future and feeling like uh, you can find positive experiences during the pandemic. So it may be the case that you're still anxious or you're still maybe not sleeping well, but, you know, during normal, during during the day, you can find ways to enjoy yourself still. So maybe you pick up a hobby that you uh, really enjoy and you've been spending more time doing that, or maybe, you know, you're morbidly curious about the pandemic and so you've been sort of obsessively reading the news about it. So it's a slightly different kind of resilience than the psychological distress. Okay, because I often think that if somebody could maybe be so into those types of films and not really be in any way anxious, you know, around a pandemic that has never happened before, are they not lacking some kind of emotion or something? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's not necessarily the case that they're not anxious, right? Maybe they're just less anxious than someone who watches uh, fewer of them. I mean, that, that's a good point. Maybe people who enjoy watching horror movies are, are emotionally numb anyway, so they can sit through all the trauma because they're not going to get freaked out and they're not going to experience anything. And then when the real pandemic comes, they're still like, meh, whatever, a bit apathetic yeah. to the world. <laughs> so it's interesting. In our study, we tried to control for some of that. So there are other personality traits like uh, neuroticism that may make you more likely to sort of uh, freak out during something like a pandemic. Mm. Uh, but what we found is, and, and when we did our statistical models, we controlled for lots of personality traits like agreeableness, neuroticism, extroversion, conscientiousness, openness to experience. And when we controlled for those, we still found that people who watched horror films had lower uh, psychological distress during the pandemic. So there might be something sort of something else going on. And sort of what we posited was that people who watch horror films have a chance to kind of practice their emotion regulation, in particular with fear, right? So they can kind of practice being afraid and then overcoming that. And in specific cases, like if you're watching a movie about a pandemic, like let's say outbreak or contagion, uh, you might be learning actual skills, right? Like, oh, this is what I need to buy because people are going to buy this out, right? Um, Or this is what I need to do. I need to wash my hands more. I need to buy a face mask and buy gloves or whatever. Yeah, I mean, that's... Yeah. That was one of the first things I was learning as well, watching Contagion, because Contagion is almost now like a documentary. Um, in, in, yeah. in, it's, so, it's so accurate to what's happening now. The, the death rate of the Contagion virus was a hell of a lot higher because it was obviously a Hollywood right. movie. It needed to be scarier, but everything right. else, because I think they hung around or at least researched from the CDC, like what would happen? And it was nearly like a step-by-step process. It was like, my God, this is just too terrifying and, and ahead of its time. But uh, Colton, listen, thanks a million for popping on and sharing that. Again, if you're listening and you want to maybe try and prep yourself, 
yourself. Horror movies and these kind of uh, terrifying movies are a good place to start helping you regulate your head and your mind when it comes to the, the, the uh, pandemic. Is there anywhere you'd recommend? Uh, do you have a, a Twitter or a website or anything you'd like to give a quick mention just so people can follow you online? Uh, sure. My Twitter is, as you might expect, at morbid underscore psych. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, at Morbid Underscore Psych from uh, the University of Chicago, specialises in morbid curiosity. Colton Strivener, thanks a million for speaking with us this evening. Thanks, guys. It's a lot of fun. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.